I moved here from Portland, Oregon in 1998. Um, years ago, folks. Yeah, longer than some some of your listeners have probably been alive. Uh, <laughs> oh, kids, are you listening? <laughs> and um, I moved here from Portland, Oregon, and it was after a really nasty breakup with an extremely emotionally abusive partner, and um, I needed a change and decided to move to the San Francisco Bay Area, and I have never looked back since. That was George Downs, also known as Woo Woo Monroe. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, we feature drag queens, photographers, doctors, and other San Franciscans talking about living, working, and doing their thing here. It's a way to get to know your neighbors. Welcome to episode 37. Woo Woo and Monroe is George Downs' drag persona. By day, he's a San Francisco County Sheriff's Deputy. In this podcast, George shares the story of a chance encounter he had with Marion and Vivian, San Francisco's iconic brown twins. Here's George. How long have you been doing drag? I've only been doing drag for about six years. Wow. Yeah. And act- actually, that recently came about after my last breakup. <laughs> Breakups do <laughs> Kind of bring out some weird things. creative things in your life, doesn't I, it? Yeah. I think so. But uh, yeah, no, it, it kind of happened by accident that I became a drag performer. Um, started out as kind of just doing it for fun, going to parties and... Shortly after that, I had an offer from a club owner to come perform, and I haven't looked back since. So my drag persona is what I do for fun, but what pays my bills is that I'm a deputy sheriff for San Francisco County. When when we lived out in the sunset, my now ex-husband and I lived out in the sunset, and um, I was working at the Hall of Justice, uh, at one of the county jails that you know on the on the at the Hall of Justice, and I finished work at 11 p.m. and it was New Year's Eve. And this was early 2000, maybe 2001. Okay. And um, it was New Year's Eve. My my partner at the time was working midnight shift, so I thought, why not just walk down to the waterfront and watch the fireworks for New Year's and so I walked up to Market Street and then walked all the way down Market Street to to see the fireworks and it was very crowded. Did you walk all the way from the sunset? No, 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 from the Hall of Justice. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. I got off work at 11 and I walked down there and and, um, watched the fireworks. It was a lot of fun. It was very crowded and and, but it was a a really neat, neat experience. First time I had done that like for New Year's. So... Um, it was fun. And then, um, I went to go get on Muni and to, cause I was going to take the end Judah all the way out to the sunset. And, uh, the, you couldn't even get anywhere near the Muni station. Um, so I was like above ground, you mean above you ground? Get you, 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 it was already yeah. so well, full I mean, that it was coming out. Yeah. You couldn't, yeah. you couldn't get down the stairs because. You couldn't even get close to the stairs. It was just like, it was crazy. It was crazy. And um, so I decided, you know what? I'm going to take a little walk. And I thought, I'll just walk around and maybe come down, back down and and hit like the 
the station down by like, you know, Civic Center somewhere. And so I started walking and wound up walking up through Chinatown and Knob Hill. And what was it like on the streets? Were people um, out still? Yeah, everybody was out. Yeah. Once you get, once I got like up past Chinatown, it uh, the crowds dispersed pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, very few people on the street by then. Yeah. Um, started walking up through Knob Hill, and I happened to come across. Um, the San Francisco icon, uh, uh, San Francisco Twins. Yes, yeah, so um, I came across the San Francisco Twins, uh, Marion and Vivian Brown, and they were just the happiest, most delightful little two old ladies walking arm in arm together up up this really super steep hill in Knob Hill. That's why they lived so long. Uh, right? They walked those San Francisco streets for many years. Among other reasons, but yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I I struck up a conversation with them. I don't even remember. I was a little tipsy, so I don't even remember how we struck up a conversation, but we did. And, and it wound up um, just being them talking about how wonderful San Francisco they enjoyed the fireworks and I asked them why they were out so late and they were like we couldn't miss the fireworks and and they just they just loved San Francisco so so much and were so happy to be able to share it with anybody and everybody and share their experiences and 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 I insisted on walking them home because there's these two little old ladies walking, you know, home at, at one o'clock in the morning. And I was just like, I, I felt like I needed to escort them home. Not that they needed my escort anyway, but, um, but you it know, was a kind it, was, gesture. it was a kind gesture and they thanked me for it. And, but it was just nice to hear them like just be so joyful about how much they love the city. Yeah. Did you get the impression it's the kind of thing, uh, watching the fireworks at, at midnight on New Year's Eve, that they always... It, it, yeah, they definitely made sure that I knew that that was something that they did every year. Yeah. Like, they like they went to they went out to dinner, and then they went down and watched the fireworks, and they walked home, and it seemed like that was probably something that they had done every year of their existence. Right. <laughs> I was going to say future episode of the podcast... Talking to the people where they went to dinner on New Year's Eve. Oh, actually, you know what? It's funny because you know? I saw them one other time at a restaurant. Uh, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. Scalia's? Scalia's? Is that the name? It's an Italian restaurant okay. up in the Knob Hill area. Okay. Um. I want to say it's near the Sir Francis Drake or... Okay. But, um, yeah, so we were at dinner one night and saw them at dinner there. And everybody, like, everybody in the restaurant would would, would, would say it hi to them as they walked by. And, it was like, I, I, and they're cute. They're just cute as a button because they, they wore identical outfits everywhere they went. And it was just... To see their matching closets, I would have killed for that. One of the other iconic things that I was going to tell you about um, was San Francisco used to be home to quite a few gay bars that are no longer ex in existence. 
And um, one of those um, was kind of a serious, I don't know if you know much about the leather community, but there was a little bit, uh, you know, everybody dabbles a little bit. Everybody has, you know, has a, a pair of leather handcuffs or something in their, in their bedside table. Um, but anyway, th- there was a, a, like a, we call it high leather. So typically, uh, they wouldn't allow entrance into their bar unless you were dressed in all fetish gear. So leather, latex, rubber, some kind of fetish gear or naked. (laughs) Whereas, um, (laughs) you know, what is the opposite of high leather? Um, well, like, like, like the, the leather, the, what we consider leather bars today, like the Eagle, the Lone Star, the Powerhouse. I mean, they have drag alternative style drag shows there, you know, things like like a drag queen would have in drag would have never been allowed in the loading dock. Um, It was rare that they would allow somebody in in jeans. Right. And they would have to be 501s and skin tight. (laughs) Yeah, they they had very, very high um, expectations for for the look that they wanted to portray that they wanted the people, their patrons to portray. Okay. It was very Tom of Finland, very, yeah, that, that okay. persona of, like, leather masculinity, Tom of Finland look. You know, what was funny was you walked in and everybody is head to toe in leather, but they were all talking about opera. <laughs> but anyway, so I had some the, friends. The loading dock. The loading dock, yeah. So I had some friends... Um, that lived in Oakland, and one of my friends, Wally, uh, his birthday is, was right around the time frame of Folsom Street Fair. Um, and so they, he really, him and his partner really wanted to do Folsom Street Fair like a whole leather weekend, and they weren't really into the leather scene, but we went out and got them some leather and took them out. We went to Powerhouse, and then we took them to the loading dock. Um, for them to, you know, the night before Folsom Street Fair to kind of expose them to the whole leather scene. And and it was, it's the kind of bar when you walk in, everybody's very quiet, little conversations whispering in the corner and lots of, lots of people cruising each other, you know, eye contact and, and little handsy grabsy here and there, you know, things, things like that. Most of the people are drinking either whiskey or beer. It's primarily what they served at the bar mm-hmm. um so that kind of environment we walked in and we made our way up to the upper balcony like that overlooks the second floor that kind of overlooks the bar and uh we decided wally and i decided we were going to go down back down to the bar and get another drink okay. and uh, i left his partner and my partner at the time up on the balcony and they were watching and and Wally and I went down to the bar, and Wally was a very was a clothing designer, uh, very flamboyant, um, very outspoken, um, socially gregarious, very gregarious, yes, very gregarious, um, and had a kind of a little southern twang to his voice, and and but hilarious, 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 so much fun to be around. Always had one of those little like southern quips in his conversation, idioms. Little, and yeah, those yeah. little idioms. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and we went down to get a drink, and he it was it was his birthday, so he wanted to get a flaming cocksucker. Can we? Can I say that on your podcast? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Can we just? Uh, um, I could look it up, but I want to hear from you. What is a flaming cocksucker? I have no idea what's in it. <laughs> all I know, all I know, I all I know, it's a, it's a shot. And I mean I th- the drink, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a shot, and I I think they float a like a like the the top layer of it is like Bacardi One Fifty One or something. Something that so catches that on catches on fire really fire. easily. Yeah. Everclear or Everclear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stories of Everclear. Um. So. <laughs> So he orders this flaming cocksucker drink, and it's they, his birthday. It's he's his birthday. Like, yeah, whatever. Is it his first leather bar for him? This is the first time he's ever been in a leather bar. He's in his new gear, yeah, he's like on he's, top of the world. Yeah, and of course the bartender kind of looked at him funny a little bit, but decided he would go ahead and make the drink. He knew how to make it, so he made it, lit it on fire. While he went to go grab the drink and hit it on accident, and it spilled down the bar, and the bar went up in flames. And in this high-pitched, screeching southern drawl, you hear, God damn it, I spilt my drink, burned my head, and fucked up my manicure. And it was like one of those record scratch moments where the entire bar went completely silent. And slowly the... Everybody kind of went back to what they were doing, but it was just like that one moment where I realized, okay, we need to leave. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's afraid to make and the slightest. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, sound. that bar has closed, but oh. you know, it was a it was a, that was an interesting era. Yeah. Did you guys do anything uh, the next day or for We did. For we went to Folsom Street Fair the next day. And uh, oh, that was funny. Too. That was a funny story too, because they had a, they had a little black uh, Volkswagen convertible, and we were stuck in traffic, leaving the Folsom Street Fair. We had the top down, four of us all decked out in leather, and YMCA came on the radio, ah. <laughs> and so we all did the dance. Nice in the car in leather with the top down, and everybody. Just everybody on the street thought that was hilarious. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald, a.k.a. Joe Bigale. Photos of Woo Woo for this episode are by Ashlyn Danielson. Please follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. It takes just a few seconds, and we'd really appreciate it. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. The website is storiedsf.com. Thanks for listening. Check back next week to hear stories from Lily Sloan, the host of A Therapist Walks Into a Bar.